Oh, what's up, world? Welcome to the Positive Truth, uplifting and positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at the Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. Michelle, before we get started, can you please tell the people what they can do to help us spread this positivity? Please like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. A five-star rating with a comment will help us out so much and help us to continue to spread positive news throughout the world. We also have a Patreon where you can get an extra positive news episode and have the opportunity to help with our community drives. Check us out on Facebook at The Positive Truth to view these news stories and more. We got a new Patreon. Anyway. Oh, do? Take that one. <laughs> what a surprise. I was supposed to tell you all that earlier, but you know. It's good news. Good news to start the day. We appreciate all our Patreons. Helps us donate money every month. That and our sponsor help we bubbly OKC. So yeah, what are we talking about today, Tim Tim? Man, we got a lot of uh, gems, I would say. So we were talking about American stories that you probably didn't hear of. And the funny thing is, is that uh, all of our stories are kind of connected somehow. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we'll see if uh, you guys can find out how. What do you have, Tim? <laughs> so today, um, I'm talking about Mary Ellen Pleasant. And Mary Ellen Pleasant was a really interesting person when I started reading about her. Her origins are a little bit fuzzy. They're not exactly sure if she was born a slave and later on became freed as a kid, or she was just born a free woman in Philadelphia. But all they do know is her life was really awesome. So check this out. As a young age, she uh, ended up getting married to this man who was a free landowner. She married this man, and while they were married they found out about the abolitionist movement and they basically were about getting rid of slavery so they were tired of it they were over it this is the end of it let's get rid of it let's do our part so what they ended up doing as free men women and landowners helped free slaves from our to North Carolina and they did this for a few years they freed as many slaves as they possibly could and then her husband JJ Smith ended up passing away So when he passed away, she lost everything that he owned, and she decided to go west of San Francisco. And when she went west of San Francisco, this is really where I think her story becomes super inspirational. This young woman decided to work in homes, in rich people's homes. The west back then was the wild, wild west. It was lawless back then, right? So she's working in rich people's homes as a rich woman, or as a free woman, cleaning and learning everything that she could, saving every dime that she could. She saved up enough over the years to start her own onboarding house. So she was training other young women to clean these rich people's homes. Everybody that was rich and wealthy in these communities knew who this was because she trained everybody. She was already in their homes. She was a normal face that we could trust. So she ended up starting not one, not two, but multiple onboarding homes. And then she started investing the money she was making, investing in stocks, real estate, and in restaurants. She ended up accumulating about $30 million when it was all said and done. In 1800s money? In the 1800s, wow. exactly. That's this a lot of money. <laughs> exactly. We're talking about one of the first entrepreneur, one of the first African-American entrepreneurs in American history that we didn't even know about, right? So for me as a young entrepreneur, I see this woman and I'm like, yo, how come I've never heard about her? So she ended up accumulating about $30 million. And the cool thing was is that she's actually known in California as uh, the mother of the civil rights movement. She was doing things back then that people were trying to get done in the 1900s. She was helping free slaves. She was training people how to free other slaves, start investing in businesses. She was known for all her philanthropy. The thing is that went bad was later on in her life, she was married again. Mm-hmm. He died. Her ex, or His ex-wife ended up taking everything she had 
and no she was way. left with nothing. She also oh, was wow. helping people with lawsuits and paying for their attorney fees. She got into a law battle with a senator from Nevada, mm -hmm. lost all of her money there as well, anything that she had left. So she kind of had a bad name out there in the pol political world, but mm -hmm. California still respects her for who she is because they know the real history. And I kind of thought it was a cool story, and I'm going to do more research on her because this story is super inspirational, and this woman to me definitely needs to be known everywhere. But uh, yeah, that's uh, my inspirational story of the day, Mary Ellen Pleasant. She lost everything twice for legality reasons and women's ha women having no rights. That's crazy. Now, when was she alive? When did she have the money? Um, in the 1800s, she was alive in 1810. Born in around 1810, um, passed away in 1904. 1904. Or actually, no, that's whenever she lost her fortune. Oh, that's what she. No, died. Sorry, she lost her fortune and she died in 1904. Oh so. So 30 million dollars in 1904 is worth 864 million 249 thousand oh today. <laughs> <laughs> Take that world. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, yeah, I had to look that up on the inflation calculator. Now you're good, I Captain didn't Statistics even know there man. Was an inflation calculator oh, out dude, there. he knows it all. <laughs> I, I no thought that idea. was pretty normal, but you know. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, shout out to her. Shoot. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. I told you we got some gems today. Um, who's going next? I can go next. Ooh, Ooh. fun, Michelle. Okay. So my story is about Mary Jackson. Mary ja Mary was born in Virginia in 1921. And growing up, she always had an interest in science and math. So she ended up graduating, getting to go to college. Um, in the 1970s, she would stick around in her neighborhood and help uh, kids in their science center. So finally, when she graduated, she was like changing jobs so many times. She had she was an engineer. She was specifically a aerospace engineer. And she had to change her career path three different times, but in 1979 is when she found a position open with Langley's Federal Women's Program, and essentially that's where she would pave the way and get to work for NASA. So what she worked with was basically that division. They helped with retaining female employees and helping them with like human rights um, that had to do with work and all of that so she got to man that and be the manager of it actually and whenever she worked there she became in 1985 NASA's first black female engineer because from there she went in for research at the Central Ware Area Computing Division and from there that's where her engineering career took off and there's a movie with her, a book and a movie. I'm pretty sure you guys have seen it. I definitely have. I know JP hasn't. You um, haven't? Really? <laughs> JP's not a movie guy oh, okay. at all. You'll I, find out I mean, more. there's books, though. Uh, there's a book. I, is this the Hidden, Hidden Figures? figures? Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen it. Uh, I heard it was really good, though. Definitely really good. Mm -hmm. I was excited when hearing you talk about it, actually. The movie was amazing to find out some of those tidbits. were really, really cool, man. Um, highly recommend watching that movie, JP. Well... I know my mom doesn't like it talking, like me talking about her up here on this little podcast, but she graduated high school early. Like they, oh, really? she got skipped up, and whenever she went to college, they're like, "You can only do two things: you can be a teacher or a nurse." That's it. So she was like this, probably the same age she was, exactly. maybe a little bit younger, and it's like no opportunities. Yeah. So she was African American and in the STEM field. I don't know how she pulled that off. And then to work all the way up to NASA, that's really awesome. 
Sakura. Hidden gem. Take that, Hidden figures. Bars. <laughs> Before we get to the last person in American history you probably haven't heard about, but did awesome things, I think that's what we should title this episode. We'll see. That's a really long title. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I don't name things around here. <laughs> We do audio meditations where all three of us talk about one thing we're grateful for each because in the stresses of life, we often overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. We encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well. Guaranteed to make your day so much more positive. Tim, what are you grateful for today? Man, I'm grateful for uh, these categories, these uh, ideas you have for some of our categories. Like, for instance, this one we're doing today, right? You hit us up with it, and I was like, yeah, okay, let's go with it. But then I found Mary Ellen Pleasant. And this is somebody that I want to do more reading about. And you know how I've talked about it on the podcast before. I'm doing more reading, JP. I'm proud, man. I read a book. Woohoo! But this is somebody I'm definitely going to be putting some time in because I'm interested into it. Interested, you know, more into her. So I'm, I'm pretty grateful for you today, sir. Can't name things, Aww. but I can figure out topics. Taste that world. <laughs> what about you, Michelle? I'm grateful for the internet. I've been relying on it so much. But not only that, it's brought us way, 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 I mean, up to here. I mean, we're able to do the podcast with the internet, so. Yeah, take that. Shout out, what, 1991 is when we got internet? Yeah. Yeah, oh, in I August. I know it was in August, that's all I know. I remember my first time. How do you, how do you know that off the top of your head? Um, I think it's on the day of my sister's birthday, so she was born and internet was created, I think. I think that's, that's how I remember. <laughs> I feel like your sister should say, you know, when you go in class and like say something fun oh, about yourself. <laughs> She's like, I'm the same age as the internet and sit down. Take that world. That's actually kind of funny. 27 years old. Oh, Damn, man. Tim. <laughs> We're older than the internet. Dude, that makes me. Yeah. My niece roasted me like that one time and it makes me feel bad because she was right. I am older than the internet. <laughs> Dang. Like, I, I remember when I was The internet younger. wasn't even alive. If you don't get away from me, Bryce, like, man. <laughs> she said that to you? Yeah, dude, she was only like six or seven when she said it, too. Oh. I'm hurting. I remember when I was younger, I was tell my uh, pops would say he was older than dirt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ha, ah. <laughs> <laughs> now you can relate. Yeah, I was like, damn. <laughs> That's basically dirt. Oh, man. What are you grateful what? for, JP? Uh, I'm grateful for garage. I got a garage this week. Officially moved in. Not really officially moving. I'm still moving some stuff, but I can go in my car. It's not fire hot. <sighs> Must be nice. It's a win, man. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I'm grateful for. Heck yeah. The person that I'm talking about for mer- awesome American f- historical figures that you've probably never heard of, still long name, it's okay, though, <laughs> is Percy Julian. He was born in 1899 in Montgomery, Alabama, and he was the grandson of of a former slave, so they were like, you're going to school. But in Alabama at the time, all the schools he attended, they were all segregated, and they were like, only black people, if you're black, you can only go to eighth grade level education. But he wanted to go to college, so he applied to all these universities, they kept turning them down. He finally got accepted in a University in Indiana, and he was so far behind that he had to take high school classes, like all of the remedial classes, just to catch up to his peers. Did all that, graduated, wait for it, first in his class with five beta kappa honors, 
I don't know what that means. Me either. Me either. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's just like high graduate It's an honor society or something like that. There's something we don't know nothing about. <laughs> yeah, anytime I get that honor student email, I'm just like, ignored. <laughs> so after college, he did so good, he got, he accepted a position teaching chemistry at another university right out of college. But he got a scholarship to attend Harvard to finish his master's degree. And then they saw he was black and they were like, uh, yeah, no. So he got his master's degree, they wouldn't let him get his doctorate. So he traveled for years, years he was teaching at black colleges. And then he finally settled down to do research because that's what you do when you get your doctorate and you teach at a university. And he was thinking like, glaucoma is really bad. People going blind is not fun. So, he was like, I think I can figure this out. I'm a chemist. He's a chemist, like, there's a little problem in your eye. And they're like, no, we're not going to make you a full professor. We'll let you do research because you're black and you can't solve this. So, uh, he left, created his own chemical company. And you wouldn't want to know what he did? What is that? He cured glaucoma. Take that, world. Dang. He invented the Aerofoam, which is a product that uses soy protein to put out oil and gas fires other soy-based inventions as well and then after he got his own laboratory he was like arthritis sucks too and cortisone is what you do to treat arthritis which is really expensive so he studied the biochemical structure figured out an inexpensive way to produce cortisone and now it's everywhere it's really cheap because he figured out how to do that on a mass level so yeah shout out to sir julian where would Pierce we be without him right now? With glaucoma, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you, guys have, you guys ever heard of that movie with Denzel Washington called The Book of Eli? No. no. I think that's where we'd be. Everybody's just blind. <laughs> walking around blind. What? <laughs> I can barely see. <laughs> well, we haven't seen the movie, so we don't get the reference to him. But I'm sure the listeners are laughing with us. <laughs> Somebody did. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to Piercy Julian. And we all had some uh, nice, nice dope stories. There's a lot of historical figures out there that we never hear about. That's true. A lot that's not in history books. We definitely have to do this topic again. For sure, for sure. Hopefully this will inspire everyone listening to dig in, find some historical figure in their area they've never heard about. And hopefully it made your day a little bit brighter before we get out of here. Michelle, do you have a dad joke? You know what? I don't. <laughs> do you have a dad joke? I you said joke. one the other day though. <laughs> I really don't remember what I say half the time. You know this. <laughs> True I think it's good. <laughs> well, that, that works. Uh, you got a quote too. <laughs> Absolutely. The key to immortality is the first living a life worth remembering. That quote was by Bruce Lee, but I'm going to say it was by me today. Quotes by Tim. Just like these three people we just talked about. How dare you disrespect about. Bruce Lee like that? <laughs> Be water, my friend. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate everyone for listening. We're out. Stay positive. <laughs>